0: This is John 2 Productions, Urban Podcast. I am your host, John 2 IG. Today is January 15th, 2020. And I got my close friend and comrade in arms, Mr. Dulimus Maximus, joining me on episode 44. But before we get started on today's topic, I got some announcements I want to make real quick. Uh, First off, the uh, Missing Children's Hotline Number. 800-843-5678 and the super suicide prevention number 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And suicide is really taking a hike, man. It is. I can't believe all the people want to kill themselves, man. I that never even considered that. Yeah, it's going to it's going to flow go right into today's topic, you know, and uh also we want to announce uh Wounded Warrior uh, Project uh, website. and That would be www.woundedwarriorproject.org. O-R-G.
1: All right. That's a good website. I've seen the commercials on TV and thought about donating them, man. I think they're yes. fixing to donate to them to yes. help them. They gave their all for us. So it's yes. awesome, man. It's the least we could do to give a little bit back for them.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm on that same task, brother, for sure. You know. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, today, on this uh, hump day, on this Wednesday, we, uh, Mr. Maximus and I are going to talk about how to allow pain to be your greatest strength and, um, and everyday obstacles. As long as you live another day, there's going to be something that's going to rock your world. Something is going to upset you in the worst way, in the worst kind of way. How you deal with it, you can't prevail from it. Bye channeling channeling the energy in, in the in the right perspective and in the, in the right way. Instead of being defeated by pain, let it let it uh, you know embrace it. Let it let it let it let it build you up. You know, just like uh, you see those guys, those uh, M A A fighters in yes. the ring. Yes. You know, football players. They they play through a lot of pain and they prevail and win games and eventually they win the championship. They win Super Bowls. You know, it's just. Uh, It's the same same analogy with life you know just being able to pick up the pieces you know shake it off i mean like i said i'm not trying to preach or sound too religious but you know i'm a person that prays a lot that meditates a lot i'm a very spiritual person and so and i channel channel pain and mr maximus knows this that i deal with things through creativity so i believe that is a very uh earnest way and it, it, it not only builds you up but it can take you very far
1: it certainly can and you're very good at creativity i must say thank I, you i enjoy your creative endeavors
0: thank you thank you
1: yeah so mr maximus um and, and i both you know
0: we're in our 50s and we can definitely uh share some stories but uh i want mr maximus to take the lead he definitely uh has gone through some i personally know for a fact he's good he's dealt with some pain uh just recent years and uh,
1: you know if, uh like to share a story, bro? Sure, if you don't mind. Not at all. Uh, My greatest pain happened two years ago. Well, almost two years ago on April 5th. It'll be the, the combination of two complete years that she's been gone. But the love of my life, my wife, who I had been married to for 22 years, died. And it wasn't a surprise to me. She was diagnosed with the cancer. And it took five months for it to finally get her. But it seemed like it just sped along the five months did. And even though we were able to have conversations about you know, what she wanted me to do and how I should continue living my life and stuff. Um, I made a bunch of promises here, and I've kept every one of them so far. But the pain that I felt was it was like a stabbing from the inside of the heart out. It was a horrible pain, but I did not let it defeat me. Um, As uh, Mr. Aji here knows, he came to the funeral. I stood up and did the eulogy at the funeral. And when I told the lady at the funeral home exactly what I was going to do, she said that uh, most most husbands don't do that when their wife passes away. And I, I told her straight out, I'm not most husbands. And that's because I was uh, feeling the pain, you know, but I had to I had to get it out. And the one way for me to get, to get the pain out, to let it out, was to go ahead and do the eulogy. So I wrote it down. I, I did the whole basically funeral by myself. Um, she had a couple of kids, but neither one of them was willing to help with any of the funeral arrangements. And um, I was the one that came up with all the money for the funeral. And all of that. But I did it because when my wife and I got married, when there were good times, I was the one who put the wedding together. She had made these arrangements and she had a preacher lined up and she had a cake lined up, and every single arrangement she had fell through. And that caused her pain. And in order to ease her pain, I tried to, I was her rock for her. I strengthened her and I said, Well, why don't you let me make all the arrangements? And I had it done within a two week period. Time I had it all arranged, and I even picked a, a, an excellent day to get married on. we were married on Valentine's Day back in the '90s. So we, we were married for 22 years, and we had a great marriage, but when she passed away like that, it was the biggest pain that I think I've ever felt in my life, you know, and the only way I could deal with it was to get back to work, and then I started uh, listening to Mr. Algier's advice, and I started getting creative. And now I do a little podcast for caretakers, which I was her caretaker for several years. So, uh, it was, a. I I hope that none of you ever have to go through that kind of pain, but it is, it is a hard thing to do to stand up in front of your loved one in front of a podium with the casket right in front of you, knowing that your loved one's in there. And this will be the last time that you ever get to speak about them or to them or, you know, compliment them. You it won't, it won't ever happen again. They will never be around you because after the funeral, naturally we went to the graveside and then they buried her in the ground. and. there was a lot of pain that was caused by her kids after the fact as well. Um, It was a rainy year a couple of years ago here in Oklahoma, and they couldn't set the tombstone right away. I I, I went ahead and paid full amount for the tombstone, paid cash for it. And it took them four months, almost five months to get it set. And I completely understood. But the whole time her kids were raising the stink, talking about I didn't even get a tombstone there, you know, there's probably not even one and I lied and all this other stuff and Even though I didn't let it affect me, I just, I told the gentleman who did this, the tombstone, he was a uh, craftsman and I appreciated all the work and time that he put in there. He helped me design it. And then he actually, it was made out of granite and it was placed on another larger piece of granite on the ground instead of putting on concrete. Because I didn't, you know, concrete will end up breaking. The granite is a lot, a lot stronger. So I've been through a lot of pain here these last couple of years and due to the creativity, I've been able to... uh, it ease my mind and, you know, put my whole soul basically at ease. So I'm comfortable with it all now. I completely understand exactly what happened. I, did, I couldn't hardly wrap my head around it at first because it hurt so bad, but I'm comfortable with it now. I've learned from that pain and it's made me a stronger person now. Now I'm a, I'm a more well thought out person. I'm a lot more studious now. And this year I'm planning on doing a little bit of traveling. And, you know, we had all these plans and goals and things to do together. But once your loved one has gone like that, once you're, you're married to somebody and you know it's till death do us part, well, when that actually happens, until death do us part, it's it's a lot of pain. So the best thing you can do is really think about how you're going to move forward and don't make a bunch of rash decisions and stuff. Make sure that you take your time to deal with it. You know, to Like I said earlier, take your time to wrap your head around it. Make sure that you completely understand it and that you know you still have a place to go as far as in the future. You know you know where you want to be in the future. So you just know that that person won't be with you now. And because of that, it, it is definitely a lot of pain. So I just uh, it, I hope once again that nobody ever has to go through that. And the people at the, the funeral home were very helpful. Uh, my people at my job were very supportive of me. Uh, Mr. was wasn't the only one from work that came to the funeral, man. That kind of that kind of eased the pain. The kids were trying to start mess in the funeral home. And one thing I promised my wife was that I would not like, allow any arguing at her funeral. And anybody that argued was going to get kicked out. And it was basically her kids trying to start the argument. And I wouldn't allow it so that they I didn't have to end up kicking them out. So but be, be mindful of these things. There's going to be stuff that comes across and hurts you. Maybe not as bad as what this hurt me, but there there's going to be things that knock you down in life and really kick you in the teeth and it hurts. So make sure that you are able to get back up and brush yourself off and carry forward in the future.
0: Man, <clears throat> man, it's true, man. You know, whatever don't kill you really does make you stronger, doesn't it? I, I do believe that. You know, yes, it's true, man. I think grief is by far got to be one of the worst pain. Uh, you know, I've definitely had my share of that. You know, losing both parents. And, you know, just close family members. I mean, it's it's uh, and it's a shame that you know uh, those who are still alive know that you still have to fight with. You know, you still have to carry. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, okay, have dealing with the pain of losing a loved one and then trying to trying to move on and having to fight with those that just are supposed to love you and you're supposed to love them. It's just Your relatives, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, your relatives. It's ridiculous, man. Yes. It's just it's, it's silly, you know. But, you know, I believe this. You know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, if you can get past certain things, because I feel like this, man, the longer you keep living, if you wake up to see another day, it's like it's like getting in your car. You know what I'm saying? You got yes. your rearview mirror. And you start there from from that starting point you drive that that starting point becomes more and more distant
1: that's you know? true there's a reason why the windshield is so much bigger than the rearview mirror because you need yes. to see where you're going yes. and you might want to just glance at where you've been
0: yeah i mean and you know it's because you start one at one one place doesn't mean you're going to end up in another place you know what i'm saying uh hell and sometimes those
1: in your past are not going to be in your future you know I, I found that out firsthand and the sad thing about her kids is uh their whole, our whole time when Terry and I were married, they were our biggest uh, biggest wedge was put between us because of her kids. You know that I realized that they were that was their mom long before I came along. But I made their mom happy, and they could physically see that well, they used that against me. And a lot of the pains I've had were caused by them. I can't tell you how many times I had to I had to go to the school for both of them, and I had to know the principal and vice principal on a first name basis just to help them get out of trouble because. Of stuff that they did, and I would tell them, "Don't do this again," you know. And they would still just keep stabbing at me and stabbing at me. They wouldn't just stab me in the back; they would stab me in the front too. They were just that way. Yeah,
0: you got some people that are just evil, man. You know, they wanted to want to see you suffer. You know, they don't want to see you happy. In, you know, hell. Uh, um, one day you can move on. You know, and you can yes. you can find them, You know, find somebody else and move on. I mean, so you don't need that in your life anyway. You no, know? shoot, you don't. You don't need none of that. You no, know? shoot.
1: My, my life has been drama free ever since that I have parted ways with them and ha- I've forgiven them and I've, you know, prayed for them and said, I hope that they find their way. But, you know, I end up solving a lot of their problems, which when you're solving people's problems like that, you're enabling. So you don't want to be mm-hmm. an So one way you can be strong after feeling that pain is to not enable people. You can say things that make them think whether they are receptive to it or not is up to them. So. Uh, I can remember another story, and this goes way back. I can remember when I was a kid and we used to have a field uh, right by where we lived and we used to ride our bikes out there in the field all the time. And we used to, you know, there was a place where they were digging out for condominiums and we used to ride through there and jump up. It made a ramp and we would get up in the air and we'd try and do tricks while we were in the air. That was when all that first began. And then we'd come down and try and land and ride away. And I can't tell you how many times I crashed and almost broke my arm or my leg get tangled up in the bicycle and it hurt so bad, but I I was uh, persevering at the time and made sure that I continued with it. And now when I ride a bicycle, I can do all those little tricks. You know, it was it was pain that caused me to be successful at that because that was something I really wanted, but it hurt to get it. And that's the type of stuff that's going to happen to you in your life. So be aware of that. Be aware of those minor aches and pains and then of the major ones, the things that you really want, but you can't achieve them and it hurts you because you can't achieve them right now. Sometimes it takes time, and that pain has to be inside you for a minute in order for you to be successful at what you want to be successful at. Yeah, that, you know, allow it. Pain can drive you. You know,
0: it can it can push you. You know, to to go go past what you would normally do. You know, that's a that's a true fact. You know, I was thinking about just now, man. We were talking. I was thinking about uh, the time I was homeless. You know, in fact, I had a conversation with a young man at our job, telling him about it. And, uh, man, that was 20 years ago, like this month. You know what I'm saying? I was just thinking about that, but I never forgot it, you know. So that's why, you know, but it it was through my own doing, the reason why I ended up there. But I didn't stay there. I was only for like two weeks, three weeks. But still,
1: one day is too long. To be homeless, you know what I'm saying? That is correct. I ran through the same thing when I was a young man myself.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's not, it's not, it's it's nothing sexy about it. It's not fun. Nothing, I mean, but as they were saying, you know, you're always one paycheck away from being homeless. Well, there's a certain truth to that, but if you plan ahead, you know, and utilize your money, budget your money the right way, you won't be homeless. I mean, you know, as long as you're taking care of your business, but I didn't do that. I allowed myself to fall off and, I believe it was it was preordained. It was it was meant to happen. for Me to learn something.
1: It's a, it was kind of a lesson that you had to learn. You know? Right. Some, some things you have to learn as lessons. So right. Was,
0: oh, God was teaching me a lesson, bro. And 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 you know, and I'm I'm eternally grateful. I never forgot it. I, so when I see people on the street, I know they're hustling. Yep. You know, I know they're hustling. No. But, uh, but uh, I I know I know they're hustling. But I mean, you got hustlers in the church too. You know what I'm saying? So I mean. You know, so everybody's hustling, but you know, but but as far as like you know, but I seen certain, but I heard like when I was out there those three weeks, I heard some of the most horrific stories, man, that would just make your head spin. Like, damn, I mean, but you know, I wouldn't even. I don't know if some people couldn't come back from. You know what I mean? I I see why some people don't come back from that.
1: It defeats though See, and if you if you let stuff like that that hurt you defeat you instead of letting it be a lesson to learn from where you can use it as a way to move forward in life, then you're, you're probably not doing it the right way. You don't want to be defeated in life. You want to keep moving forward. Even if it's little tiny baby steps, man, always do something to enrich your life, to move forward. And sometimes these painful situations are going to happen in order for you to have to do that because people get so complacent in their own comfort zones. So get, get out of your comfort zone, do something out of your comfort zone, try something different. Yeah, take a risk. Take you know. a risk.
0: You know, take a chance on something. Do something, you know, I mean, I was telling my, telling my man here, man, I say, man, you know, we write a cookbook. You know, he, like, he likes to barbecue all the time. I say, man, write a cookbook, publish it, and they never know that could change your life. You
1: know, that one thing. That is you know. that is true. And it's, speaking of cookbooks, that's one thing that hurt. Another thing that hurt me when I was a kid, I can remember. I never had a close relationship with my mom because she would always say negative things, and my stepdad was the same way. But they, my mom's one time told me, and this hurt me really bad because I wanted to learn how to cook and it was her kitchen. And she would only let me do certain things, you know, so I would go in there and watch her and it would piss her off. And she would always say stuff like this to hurt my feelings and say, you better marry a woman who knows how to cook because you'll never be able to cook instead of being, you know, encouraging and positive, man, that used to hurt me bad as a young man, because I was a people pleaser. I was somebody who wanted to get out there and make sure that other people were happy. So it turns out that quite the opposite was true. I can cook my butt off. I, I can make anything. If, you know, I make some of the best spaghetti I've ever tasted. I barbecue. Um, I'm I'm very astute in the kitchen. I have all of my own kitchen stuff now. At my house, the kitchen is mine. But if somebody wants to come in there and learn, um, I had the granddaughter came in there. And as soon as she got tall enough where her face wasn't the stove height, she was a little bit above that. I reminded her that she wanted to cook. And I was always encouraging to her. And now she can cook. She's very astute at it. So. It's one of those things that uh, you have to make sure that when stuff hurts you, you can turn that around, turn that hurt around into knowledge, man. And re- acquire, that if you don't have the knowledge, acquire the knowledge it takes so that you don't have to feel like that again. I dare somebody to tell me I can't cook now. I'm liable to bring them some food and say, taste this. Mm. So, man,
0: you know, that man, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that, told that story, man, because, <clears throat> you know, mental abuse. Is the worst abuse. That's kind of probably another terrible pain because it's psychological, you know, and it's hard yes. to shake that, man. Especially if you're telling that to a child, you can't do this, or you, you know, you're not, you know, someone wants to make you out of a basket case just because they ain't shit. Excuse my language. I'm trying not to cuss. <laughs> because they ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They want to make you out of a basket case. They want to talk down on you, make it seem like you got a problem. That's psychological, man. That's, that's, that's mental abuse. That's worse. It's worse than physical abuse. You know, it is. It really is because those, those wounds heal. But, yes. that, but but the thing, when people plant those kind of debauchery type seeds in your mind, and, you know, it's a harvest. Your, your brain is a harvest. So you got to be careful what kind of seeds get planted in there, man. And to a child that's, that's budding and evolving, they take in everything. Like sponges. Children ain't nothing but sponges. They take in every doggone thing.
1: Yep, they soak you know? it on up.
0: They soak everything up. You know, and people don't realize that, man. So when you, when you say certain things to a kid, you got to be careful. I had to check myself. I told my son one time, I said, boy, don't ever go to the military. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he's so damn irresponsible. You know, he's pissing me off. And I came back later, I said, son, I didn't mean that. Sorry. You know, I, I had to go back and clean that up because I didn't I didn't want him to think that he couldn't do it. Because he probably, you know, right then, he was a kid. He was learning. Right. I'm still trying to school him. But he, he got, I got so frustrated with him. I said, don't ever go, don't ever go to the military, because I know in the military they don't play that shit. They're gonna get you. Yep. You know, you start losing stuff, and this, I said, no, nah, you wouldn't last there, son. I mean, but at the same time, I have to be careful. With the way I, it's not so much what you say, it's how you say it. See, you are correct. You know, and uh, so I had to, I had to go back. I mean, and what's one thing I can honestly say. You know, as far as my children is concerned, if I did anything wrong, I always went back and apologized. I always try to make it right. See, yeah. whether or not people want to accept your apology. And try to move on that's another you know it's got to be reciprocal man i mean you know you can only do so much i mean one person you can't you can't play tennis by yourself or ping pong by yourself you know what i'm saying you gotta, gotta you gotta be having some, some feedback you know so but yeah i can honestly say that i went back and apologized and i can tell it meant something to him because that i'm not so old and i know everything that i, I don't make mistakes
1: right See, yeah you're human i'm human yes. You know what
0: i'm saying and i try i try to tell them tell them guys that you know and, I said, yo, I I messed up. I made some mistakes. I made some bad decisions. I'm sorry. Now, can we move on
1: past it? But, you know, I I can remember when I grew up and I had the stepdad. And I know I've talked a lot about him, but he was a harsh, mean, evil individual, man. He was all about, I don't know if his life was so miserable that he had to make us miserable or what. But I I told the story on my podcast the other night. It's good. It's good in this situation right here. When I was about 12, 11, 12 years old, he used to tell me, one of these days, and he would cuss. One of these days, I'm going to delete the cuss words. One of these days, you're going to be old enough to drive, and your ass better get out there and get you a vehicle, because when it comes time to teach you how to drive, you are not driving one of my cars. I will not take that risk. I won't. You have my insurance go up just because you want to learn to drive. So I went out and got a job, and when I was in high school, I worked a couple of jobs, well, I had saved my money up and I had uh, met an, an individual who had a Volkswagen bus for sale that needed the engine rebuilt, but it had a clear title and it had four good wheels on it. It was a $200 Volkswagen bus. So I ended up buying that bus. Well, uh, I came back from uh, buying the bus and the gentleman uh, towed it home for me and then he backed it into the driveway, it had a little side drive and stuff in there. And uh, I went in the house, you know, and I was pleased as punch. I was making plans and I had bought a book called How to Rebuild Volkswagens for Dummies. And I was making plans on uh, rebuilding the engine you know I was gonna I knew my stepdad wouldn't let me do it in the garage and stuff because he was just that kind of a butthole. but there was a little shed out back that I could have used and I was gonna build a bench to put it on to go ahead and rebuild this thing. when he got home, he started calling my name and I said, uh, yes sir, I'm right here and he's like, I know you got somebody hidden in here He was going on and on, but that the pain of him telling me that and taunting me with the, the vehicles you're not driving one of my vehicles caused me to go ahead. Have a job, save my money, and buy my own vehicle. So I would, when it was time for me to drive, I was 14 at that time when I bought the bus. Well, he came home, like I said, calling my name and he said, I know you got somebody hidden in here. And I just looked at him and said, Wait a minute, you know we're not supposed to have people over here. And then you're coming home from work accusing me of having somebody here that's not. And I I just can't believe that. You know, I said that he said, I see the Volkswagen bus outside. Whose Volkswagen bus is that? I said, That's my Volkswagen bus. And he goes, you're not old enough to get a Volkswagen bus. And I had to remind him, once again, it made me feel good because he hurt me so bad. And I was able to turn it around on him. And I told him, remember when you told me all those times that I will not be driving one of your vehicles to learn how to drive when I'm old enough. Well, now I've got my own vehicle to learn how to drive in. And that shut him up. And he told me, we're going to talk about this later. And then my mom came home after he did. And she said the same thing. Who's here at the house? I can't believe you—you you have somebody here at the house. And I said, once again, that is my Volkswagen bus. I bought that because Slim said I will not drive one of his vehicles to learn how to drive. That—that that pain that he—that was—it was hard to hear those words from him when I was, you know, I was 11, 12 years old. I wasn't even thinking about driving then, but it registered that made me start thinking. Yes, I will be old enough to drive one of these days. So I ended up. Uh, We had to sit down and discuss it, and my mom actually said, for once, I was right, and looked at him and said, the least you could do is let him put the Volkswagen engine in the garage on your bench to rebuild it. He had a little bench in the center of the garage for projects like that. That's exactly what I did. Well, he kept it locked up, man. He was making sure that it would be the most difficult for me to make sure this engine got rebuilt. Well, I used to go over there and take the the screws out of the deadbolt and the screws out of the, the lock on the handle, And I would let myself in the garage and I rebuilt it, even repainted parts of it. He never never said one word to me about it. But when he got done, he's like, man, I can't believe we were able to rebuild that Volkswagen engine. And I looked at him and I'm like, we, I was the one who rebuilt that engine. It was because of your hateful words, the things you said to me that made me do that. It inspired me. So if you can find a way to be inspired from pain, let that be a lesson to you. Go ahead and get inspired and do what you got to do. Don't let it happen. Make it happen. Make make that shit happen. That let let the good come through out of a bad. Because for every cloud, there is a silver lining. You just have to find. Mm,
0: well said, man. You so you, you was able to persevere. You know, persevere to, to, through all through all that through all his abuse. You know what I'm saying through all his taunting. You know talking about you. You know I'm, that's that's the thing, man. Perseverance. That's the word I was looking for. Perseverance. Persevere through through. You know, let pain be your strength up through perseverance, you know, um, man, I, I've talked to people, I know people whose children have been killed, you know, uh, imagine that, you know, I mean, untim- losing your child untimely, you know, or a relative, a close relative or a friend or anybody, untimely, you know, I think about those people up
1: in uh, New York, man, doing 9-11, you know, I think about. The- yes, the- the- their people just disappeared. They went to yeah. work and said, love you, see you after work. And that was it right that was it yeah, That
0: was it imagine that you know and the, the firemen and the rescue people that went in there and tried to save those people they died too yes you know a lot of them you know uh, we had a tragedy here in our state you know uh, back in 1995 the Merle bombing mural bombing you know what I'm saying uh unexpectedly you know what I mean it's just like you never know man that's why life is so precious you have to embrace it every single moment that you got a heartbeat every 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 time you wake up you gotta do something with it man so do something with your life, do something constructive, do something positive, do something creative. You always say creative, which
1: is, which is very good for your soul. Being creative, yeah. this is great
0: to Find your creativity. Find whatever that inner, you know, uh, peace, Thing. yeah, yeah peace. peace that you have inside of yourself. And don't be afraid to share it, man. Share it with the world because you know you might be inspiring somebody. You know, that's what this podcast is all about. I mean, that's sure. this, is, this is what we do. You know, Douglas Maximus and I, he's got a podcast where he's inspiring people. I'm trying. We're trying to find people over here.
1: So I I like people to learn from the stories I tell because I've really had. I've lived a big slice of life, which a lot of people haven't. And uh, one of the things that that caused me pain was still living in the same house. I still live in the same house. You know, uh, Terry didn't actually pass away in the house, although she was on hospice. It got so bad that she had to go to the hospital to pass away. Uh, Her blood pressure was so low, and I still remember her trying to get out of bed. She couldn't talk, but she was still trying to sit up and reach for me. And in the end, uh, they made me leave the hospital so that way that she could uh, pass in peace. They said our bond was so strong that uh, me being there was keeping her alive. So in order for her to end her suffering and end her pain, I had to actually leave the hospital. And I was gone maybe 30 minutes and they called me and said, Ben, you better come quick. You know, and I was 10 minutes to the hospital. I didn't make it up there in time. So when I got back in there, that was the, the biggest pain I think I've ever felt in my life. But living in the house, I picked that house. She picked that house. and I ended up buying it for her so that she could have a place to die in. That was her exact words. And I used to tell her, you know, don't be so negative. Let's not talk about death and stuff like that. She talked about it all the time. She said she was ready to die all the time. But I'm now fixing up the house and I'm going to go ahead and sell it and I'm going to make a little profit on it. And then I'm going to go ahead and move to the city because once again, I live in a town west of here and I'm going to buy another house that is a me house. So the pain that I feel when every time I go home and just walk in the house, you know, there's memories right in front of me. And and all the crappy things that our kids did, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm getting ready to sell the house and move on. You know, it's time for me to move forward and, and to get going with my life. You know, and that's exactly what I've been doing Two two years is long enough to me for me to sit around and think about it. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm moving on with my life now and it's because the pain I felt has inspired me in order to do that. It's awesome, man.
0: Awesome. Well said. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. Um, the only thing I, the only message I message that I can, can, can convey uh, at this point is just basically I'm repeating what I already said is just you know just don't let nothing try not to let nothing get you down don't let don't let don't let people berate you or feel like they have some type of dominion over you because only God desires who lives and dies you see what I'm saying
1: so, I do I certainly do you
0: know that's that's the that's the ultimate thing and just and just embrace life every day life is very precious do the most with it. Don't take it for granted. Don't take nobody else for granted. That who's on your team. So, you know,
1: that's that's my little two cents. Ask me, what do you think? Well, I think that everything happens to people for a reason. There's a reason that everything happens in life. <clears throat> Some things are more painful than other things in life. So you have to make sure that you learn the lessons that you can from those painful things in order to move forward and be the best person that you can be. It's not easy to be a good person. You have to work real ha- hard at it. It's easier to be mean and evil to people. Um, I've been around a lot of mean and evil, evil people all my life, and they can't stand the fact that I'm so shiny. But learn your lessons in life, and know that everything happens for a reason, and that you need to get back up if something knocks you down. Get back up and keep being the best you you can be. Be strong and learn your lessons. So that's what I got to say.
0: Hey, well said. Well, we're gonna shut it down. Um, thanks for listening. We will be back with the next one, and. We will yeah, we're, we're going to come back with a very interesting topic. We're going to talk about music on the next one. Yes, you we' know, to talk about music. The transition from yesterday's music to today's music coming from some throwbacks. So y'all listen in and stay tuned. Take care, peace and blessings. Have a nice day, like, follow and share. Thank you. Peace and blessings.) <laughs>